Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome to the Monday show, Optimize My Life. Today, we are talking about cancel culture. I'm your host, Mary. So, Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are listening today. Welcome to a deeply introspective edition of our radio show. Today we are going to tackle a subject that has become increasingly prevalent in our society. Cancel culture. It's a toxic effect on the tolerance and empathy. Hey, country. Hi there. Hey, I got something for you to listen to first. Is uh, we have a new theme song. I want your opinion. We have a new theme. Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. What do you think? I think it's going to give everybody a better 
perspective on what we do after they hear us download some information into their memory bank. Well, there'll be a little bit different one for each show. That okay. is Monday's new theme. All right, so cancer culture. So before we begin, I want to remind all of you that the purpose of this conversation is not to endorse or dismiss any specific perspective, but to engage in an open dialogue, encourage understanding. It's crucial to explore the complexities of cancel culture and its potential impact on our collective well-being. Now, in recent years, we've witnessed an increasing tendency to cancel individuals or groups, increasing tendency to cancel, oh, sorry, for their perceived wrongdoings, often fueled by outrage on social media. While the intentions behind holding people accountable for their actions may be noble, it's essential to reflect on the potential consequences of such culture. With the rise of cancer, culture can lead to a chilling effect on free expression, creativity, and diversity of thought. The fear of being publicly condemned can stifle genuine conversation, hinder the exchange. And the big reason why I'm bringing this up today is tomorrow's Independence Day. And the whole point of Independence Day is due to it's the freedom of the United States. It's the freedom of who we are. And it falls along with Juneteenth. All these things are all in a particular order. So as we're talking about cancel culture, we're diminishing that. It is theoretically and technically undermining independence. Independence Day is a celebration of national sovereignty and individual autonomy. Cancel culture that seeks to exert control over others' lives and decisions can undermine the very principle of Independence Day. With cancel culture, it often lacks a clear path of redemption. There's and growth. There's no saying you're sorry. There's no nothing to fix it. You either agree or you don't. And if you don't, or if you do something bad 50 years ago that was deemed appropriate, but now is not, you're done. It's essential to acknowledge that people can change, learn from their mistakes, and evolve. As a culture, we have evolved so much over the years and deemed what was considered acceptable. Creating an environment that allows for growth and understanding can lead to true progress. On the other hand, intolerance towards differing viewpoints can lead to a divided society, which is what we're seeing every day. It becomes increasingly challenging to foster empathy and compassion when we refuse to engage with ideas that challenge our beliefs. So thank you for joining us as we explore the nuances of cancel culture and its impact on our ability to coexist with differing opinions. Let us strive for a world where we value compassion, empathy, and freedom to express diverse ideas without fear. Stay with us as we navigate these waters of tolerance and understanding on this thought-provoking episode. Together, we can shape a better future for all.
know, when navigating these complexities, it's essential to strike a balance between holding individuals accountable for their actions and promoting an environment that encourages open dialogue, learning, and growth. You know, let us remember that understanding one another doesn't always mean agreeing, but it fosters a foundation of compassion and respect. Through dialogue and willingness to learn from each other is what we is the only way we can move forward and more compassionate understanding in society. Now, the first thing to do to understand this is I know a lot of people don't fully understand what cancer cancel culture means. And what cancel culture is is the public disapproving or canceling someone. Typically, it's a public figure or a well-known individual or a brand or a company due to their perceived offensive behavior. Key word in all this is perceived. It's what you perceive or you believe is offensive. What's considered offensive is in the eyes of the beholder. It's statements or beliefs. So we're not even, due to cancel culture and the way it's designed now, you're not allowed to even believe what you want to believe. You are losing your freedom to be what you want to be or who you want to be or think what you want to think in fear of what everyone else is going to say. When someone is canceled, it means that they're fa- they face severe criticism, boycott, social consequences as long as also losing their job or their reputation. So now you're considered guilty before you're even innocent. A good example of this is Johnny Depp and that trial that went on forever that was all over everything forever. He lost millions of dollars. He lost roles in movies. He was, you know, the minute an allegation comes out before it's even proven, you're fired. No, there was no more Pirates of the Caribbean because he supposedly did something. Because someone made a comment or an allegation. The term cancel implies that the person being targeted is effectively removed from the public support or favor and their actions are condemned by a significant portion of the community, often on social media platforms. This is how dangerous social media can be. One person's opinion, one fake story can turn around and destroy somebody. One allegation that's not even been founded, one thought, can cause a ripple effect and destroy life permanently. Cancel culture is a form of collective judgment and accountability that aims to address issues related to social justice, equality, and ethical behavior. It seems a way to call out harmful behavior and demand that individuals be held responsible for their actions, regardless of their status or influence. However, the practice of cancel culture is also subject to criticism, as some argue it can be excessive due to lack of process 
lead to a climate of intolerance and mob mentality where people are afraid to express themselves. Differing opinions allow for personal growth and redemption. If we do not stop and address the negative aspects of cancel culture, severe potential consequences may arise. Another good example that, you know, I had to go through was the George Floyd incident and defunding the police through the whole country. There was rioting and before investigations were done, there was mobs and rioting, looting, destruction, before even the facts came out and lives were destroyed. Businesses were destroyed. Families couldn't make a living anymore because their shop was destroyed because they happened to be in a wrong part of the neighborhood. That's all part of cancel culture. The Me Too movement. When people were going back to a culture that was different 50 years ago and trying to make themselves feel better and make comments and allegations that could be could not be proven. Families were getting divorced because they couldn't agree on who the president should be. People were getting assaulted during COVID because they chose not to wear a mask or they had a health reason or they couldn't wear a mask. People were getting harassed. Children were getting harassed because they couldn't wear wear a mask for a physical or mental condition. <clears throat> Instead of going forward in life and learning from the mistakes that have been made for hundreds of years, we're backtracking. With cancer culture, there is no longer a freedom of expression. People are hesitant to be able to express their opinions in belief or fear of being judged, condemned, or ostracized. Or in some cases, even having their social media sites gone to jail, by that I mean they get banned or they get deleted entirely. With the increase in cancer culture, there is a lack of constructive dialogue. It's a quick judgment and public shaming. There's no more open conversation. Social issues may become more difficult as people fear backlash and engaging in nuanced discussions. No more social or no more justice, no more lack of due process. 
automatically you're guilty because someone said something. Mary. Yes, sir. It's, it's amazing that you to say it like that because I never really listened. Just because somebody else's opinion on what you did may ruin your life. I used to ask people that all the time. Can somebody ruin your reputation? Yes, if I take you to the party and you act one of them F-O-O-L kind of people right in front of everybody, they don't even know your name, Mary. But they say, oh, my God, did you see that woman, that country boy had with her? She mooned the president. You just ruined both of us, baby, by your actions. So can someone, what somebody else says, watch this now, watch this, can someone say something about you and ruin you with words? Oh, I came up through the old school. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can just you. Yeah. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Words of power. Let there be war. Let there be. Let the games begin. You see how much power is in words? But see what most people don't understand is I may have done what they said I did, but that's not who I am. Tell me one person. Oh, watch out, watch out. Ye without sin. <laughs> yeah. So the first stone. Who hasn't messed up? Who hasn't lied? Who hasn't cheated? Who hasn't backslid? Who hasn't whispered stuff about a friend or family or relative and said something that's not true? One more, Mary, and I'll post to a stop. Facts. Oh, that's fact. A fact has to be done by somebody, has to be witnessed by somebody else, and then documented by a third person. So, country, well, you just can't tell me you fought the fish for two and hours and it jumped over the boat. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But Mary witnessed it. We're friends. We go back since elementary school. If I lie, she'll protect me and lie, too. But then somebody else in the neutral ground that didn't see it, that didn't go to school with you, that wasn't fishing with you, has to bring forth evidence. And then I can document it as a fact. Oh, here's the last part, and then I'll pause. Facts are facts, but they're just a shadow of the truth because when the truth shows up, it has the power to change what they think, what they saw, because the truth is the truth is the truth until it ain't back you there. The difference is in cancel culture, it doesn't matter what the truth is. By the time that one opinion circulated the world due to social media, opinions already been made. Damage has already been done. The whole point of why cancel culture is so toxic. So, Mary, let me ask you a question. Great U.S. of A. Freedom of speech, they call it, Mary. Freedom of speech. But what you said was a lie. 
It went viral. Ruined me with a lie. Wow. Wow, wow. And I just told you, in case you wasn't paying attention, that words, words are powerful, powerful thing. Is it the truth or not? And that's the thing. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, back when we only had print media, you know, there was such a thing as slander and libel. You know, you checked your facts before you ran with it. And that is the problem with cancer culture is there's no longer that that fine line. Our media is just as bad as anyone else because it's all about getting that story out there it's all about getting those notices first getting that juicy story and they know exactly what words don't hear that again they know exactly what words to use to get the story twisted here let me show you how they twist you up with the media Mary, I'm an OG, they call me. In the old days, when you did something, it was good. When God said it was good, saw it was good, it was good. It was a godly thing. But now, since we get a chance to choose, yeah, I told you earlier that life is nothing but a series of choices that we make. What if I choose to be bad? Yeah. Michael Jackson said, I'm bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot to tell you, when I was raised, something that was good was good. But they switched your mindset. They confused people and made it believe, made you believe that if I'm bad, I'm good. Wait now. I thought good was good and bad was bad. But, yeah, now if I'm bad, I'm good. So if that means if I'm good, does that mean I'm bad? And if I'm bad, does that mean I'm good? I'm confused. Which one is it? Am I bad because I'm good or am I good because I'm bad? Or is it a combination of each? That's where they kind of switched and moved everything around, Mary, with words. You see what I'm saying? People are having a hard time just making life decisions, and now they want to try to confuse us. They say one thing, but it's actually another. Oh, it's supposed to be healthy, but it's full of sugar. It'll kill you. We don't really know what to do now. So that's why not only the world confused, people are confused about what they see. Oh, sin is believing. No, it ain't. Sin is knowing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you believe, oh, my grandmama used to say, baby, I see it in my mind's eye, which means that she saw something going to happen into the future before it manifests itself in the flesh just because my grandmama had a visionary mind. If one's mind can conceive it, then you can't achieve it. You thought of it, then your friend says, you can't do that. Are they telling you the truth? Or are they lying to you? I'm confused. Can I 
can I? Can I really? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and ain't a demon from yet to stop me. Except words from a close friend or relative says nobody in the family has ever done that before. What makes you think? Well, I was just sitting here thinking, what makes you think that you can do what has never been done before because many are called and I'm chosen? But what happens if people can't see what you do and you do what you do behind the scenes? What does it matter whether they believe you or not? It's the truth. The truth has the power to change the facts, but if people don't know the truth, then they stay blind because they don't really know what they can believe because they're waiting to see what you've done. But what we're doing, Mary, is being done behind the scenes. What we're doing is being done while people are sleeping. You know, they say you snooze, you lose. I bet you was up working, Mary, while everybody was asleep. Your family was asleep. Your children were asleep. Country boy wouldn't sleep, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, we are confused. We don't know what to believe anymore. Right. And a lot of cancer culture uses the freedom of speech as an excuse. This is where there's a fine line between the freedom of speech and cancel culture. The relationship between these two is a complex but delicate one. Both concepts involve expression of ideas and opinions. But they often wait, find that, wait, 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 Mary, say that part right there again. Ideas, oh. all ideas are good ideas, but not all ideas work. What's the difference between an idea and an opinion, Mary? An opinion is something you express, an idea is a thought you have in your head. Say it one more time slowly so they can get it because I want to make sure and digest it. Say it one more time, Mary. What's the difference between an idea and an opinion. Ideas are thoughts you have in your head, as opposed to opinions are something you express that are all feeling not fact-based. A lot okay, of so ideas are fact-based. Now, see, I caught the cliff notes in that. One, ideas in your head, opinions that come out your mouth. <laughs> opinions are solely based on emotion. There is no... Back behind it. And country boy, country oh, boy. Okay, Mary. hang on one second. Hey, Let me get this last thought. Okay, Let me I'm throw sorry. this last I'm thought on the table, and then you yes, can say hello. Yes, yes, Criticism. Now, keep in mind, there's a thin line between love and hate. I just kind of threw that in there. <laughs> there's a thin line between ideas and opinions. Someone's opinion of you does not mean that's who you are. But what happens, you guys, right now when people don't know what to think, don't know what to say, what they say, you have to understand. Here's one. This is going to confuse us. And, Queen, you can help us out with this one. It took me 20 years to answer this question. My uncle was a two-time war veteran, four Purple Hearts. He was the family alcoholic before they labeled you PDST. He got drunk 90% of the time until it was time for him to go to work. He said, country boy. Let me ask you a question. Oh, Lord, you might want to stand up and take it like a man, country boy. How can someone, anyone, always, that was before Coca-Cola, how can someone, anyone, always be right? Ooh, 
happens, somebody always be right. I told him there's no way that somebody can always be right. He says, yes, there is. It took me 20 years to get the answer out of him. How can somebody always be right? By never making someone else wrong. If life is nothing but a series of choices, my granddaddy, oh, back in the 70s, there was a phone, here comes the cliff note. It's your thing. <laughs> do what you want to do. Yeah, as long as it don't bring harm or inflict harm upon somebody else. If you want to ruin your life, people go go right ahead. My granddaddy says, baby, when you get out there in life, most of the people don't care about you. They're complainers. And then if you do complain, most of the people glad it's you and not them. So I'm going to just kind of stop right there. But how can someone, anyone, always be right by never making someone else wrong? Now, they're wrong when they do something that might bring harm or danger upon somebody else. If you want to mess up your life, go right ahead. But if you're going to make something around you and fix it to where people around you get hurt, okay, Houston, I think we got a problem. Stop right there, Mary. What were you going to say? I was going to um, just interject um, with Country Boy and ask him. You know, my father, he served in the Air Force. <clears throat> I, he, he returned. Uh, like, I didn't see any emotional distress on, on my father. Um, but he used to always say, because, I, you know, they call me a little preacher or whatever. I don't know where the spirit comes from. I just assumed and believe that it comes from the heavens, but I had to walk in it. And then coming under Uranus as the uh, oval sign to be one that knows, it was difficult because you learn that you don't know nothing. So I'm grateful that the Father helped me to know, even though sometimes I speak like I know, I know that I don't know. So when you're given an opportunity to say, mm, I know I might sound like I knew, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm okay, you know, so when you can pluck the yoke out your own eye, it may help. Well, country boy, my father used to say, baby, there's three sides. And I said, well, Daddy, no, everybody says two sizes. No. He said, baby, there's three sides. He said, your side, my side, and the truth. And I said, well, how are we going to get to the truth? He said, because... God is going to confirm the side, and it took me to the story where um, the two women was arguing about the baby, and um, he said, well, let's kill the baby, or let's, and the mother, true mother, stood up. So, you know, we, I, for me, I have to I stay safe and just keep in my eye just on God. I, if I concentrate on people and find myself swimming with them, I'll find myself, you know, out there, and I had to bring myself back. That's how I know I don't know everything. But um, my, I just wanted to really bring up the point that my father used to say, you know, there was three sizes, and, you know, he didn't use the word opinion. You know, we didn't have opinions. We could talk about it. We can stress it out. And then when it's over, we're going to wait on the confirmation of it being your side, my side. And it's, it wasn't that uh, if confirmation or when confirmation came, then we judge. Oh, I told you. No, we learned from it. It's, 
Yes, you're right. It is a truth in lie that I live by. And um, I'm, I'm glad for this conversation today because it fits my spirit and um, what's going on with me. So I want to um, I'm gonna make sure I be on World Change tonight so that I can get my um, godly confession on in my spirit for myself. So I think I, I love this uh, platform, all platforms that comes off of this blog for, uh, you know, the team will touch the soul and the spirit for one to do some evaluation, looking in the mirror for that day. So thank you guys, and I'm learning, listening, and, you know, and uh, moving forward. And um, I do believe, yes, and I do believe in the three sides. And I do, I looked in the Bible for the word opinion, and I don't think I found it. Um, opinion seems to have every individual think that they have a say. And I just live in a world where I just don't feel I have a right to really say anything in the spiritual realm. Like, I just leave it to him. I don't accept the free will or the choices. So I just tell, you know, Yahweh to just lead me. I can't listen. I don't listen to nobody. Not fire. I'm talking about fire is the love for him so that they that, that don't get distraught. Other than that, yeah, I listen if I don't know how to cross the street and you can cross that street 10,000 times. Of course, I'm going to listen to some advice, and I'm grateful. But when it comes down to the Father, there's no opinions. It's his way, no way. That's why I guess I love saying Yahweh because I just gave up all choices personally. So thank you so much. This is really therapeutic for me and Country Boy and Mary. You guys are excellent in bringing out um, – all, all areas and points and bullet points and um, for a person um, life coaching themselves. So thank you so much. I'm still listening, enjoying the show so much. Okay, Queen, I got a couple of Bible verses for you on opinion. One is Proverbs 29:25. The fear of human opinion disables trusting in God protects you from that. Some of us the line went soft, Mary. Say it again, Mary. I didn't get it, and when I don't get it, somebody else didn't get it. Say it again, Mary. The line went soft. On you. <laughs> Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. Some of us have been disabled by the opinions of others, and we don't even realize it. Cancer okay, cancer now, here comes, here comes, I'm getting ready to download a spiritual cliff note that came from wisdom. Granddaddy speaking now. Country boy, let me tell you something. Attention. You cannot control what no one else thinks. Whoa. You cannot control what no one else thinks about you. Whoa. You cannot control what no one else says about you on social media. They lie to you. They smile in your face and all the time they want to take your place. Cannot control what no one else thinks. Cannot control what no one else says. And you cannot control what no one else does. Ooh, that helps me out a lot. Because I got seven bigger brothers, and I'm running around talking about, when I grow up, I want to be like my brother. No, baby girl. Ain't nobody can do what you do. 
like you do when you do what you do, queen. So you just do what you do. Just make sure that whatever you choose to do is this your thing and you can do what you want to do. Make sure that it doesn't inflict harm or danger on anyone else. I'm going to give you two more Bible verses. One is Proverbs 18.2. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinion. Romans 14.1. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. Do not quarrel over opinions. Now, they said... Screw me one time, lie to me one time, shame on you. Well, shame on me. I'll let you lie to me. Lie to me two times. Shame on me and shame on you. Mm. Lie to me three times. There's not going to be a third time in my life. And I'm not talking about y'all now. I'm talking about me. There's something called a spiritual code of conduct. This is what complicates, Mary. Here comes the curveball. Everybody's ducking it. Even them so-called Christian people is ducking it. Oh, you shouldn't judge somebody. Oh, my Lord. How you gonna go about choosing your friends? You don't have no kind of guidelines. I can't be around country boy. Why? Because he talks too much. He used foul language in front of kids and words. I just now made a decision that I'm pushing the delete button on you. Why? Because our spirits are not on the same vibrational harmony. Oh, I'm moving to Atlanta, country. I need you to help me find a good, y'all hear that word? Good. Let me say it one more time. Good school for my kids. Well, what do you want to do? I need to ask them some questions. What kind of test scores they make over there? What kind of kids they have over there? Is it integrated? Do they have a bus? Do they have a short bus? Do they have a long bus? What kind of meals do they have? Do they serve vegan food? Sounds like I'm discerning now. I'm running the spiritual scanner for the stuff around me to see if this is going to be a good choice, but they told me you shouldn't judge. I judge where I live. I judge what I eat. I judge who I be around. That's my way of looking at things. Now, if you want to look at your life from a different perspective, because I had to understand that I came in this world not even knowing my own name. I had to go by what somebody else called me. I was in the sixth grade before I found out my name wasn't Chubby. (laughs) Watch what they say about you. I stop right there, man. Fine line. So first, the freedom of speech. Fundamental human rights that protects individuals with the right to express their Mary, you're fighting me now, babe. Take your hair, please. What? You're going real low, low, real, real low. Is that better? Take your piece. Yeah. Take your hair, babe. All right. Sorry. Freedom of speech is a fundamental human right that protects individuals with their right to express their thoughts, their opinions, their ideas without government censorship or punishment. It is our cornerstone of our democracy that allows for open dialogue. Here's the key. Open dialogue. For debate and exchange of diverse viewpoints. Freedom of 
to express ourselves is vital for the progress of society and protection of voices and exposure of injustices. Here's the, that's the good part. Okay, now let's talk about cancer culture. Involves a collective condemnation, a public shaming of individuals or entities of perceived offensive behavior. Keyword there is perceived. It's what you think is offensive behavior. Statement or belief. Cancer culture often emerges from a desire to hold people accountable for their actions, particularly those in a power of influence, and seeks to challenge harmful behaviors and promote social justice. So the process, the thought process, what they're trying to do is a good thing. But with a mob mentality and not listening to anything else around you is where it becomes an extreme issue. So the fine line between the freedom of speech and cancer culture is a balance between accountability and potential suppression of diverse ideas. While freedom of speech ensures the individual can express their views, it does not protect individuals from facing social consequences for their words or actions. (laughs) Tensions arise when culture goes beyond holding individuals accountable for genuine harm and starts stifling diverse viewpoints or engaging in mob-like behavior. Cancer culture is an extreme form which can lead to climate of fear, self-censorship, intolerance, where people are afraid to express unpopular opinions or engage in constructive debates. In a healthy society, the right to free speech should coexist with responsible accountability of individuals should have the freedom to express themselves, as, but they should have to be mindful of the potential impact of their words on others and prepare to face criticism. To strike a balance, it's essential to differentiate between genuine calls for accountability and instances of injustice mob mentality. Encouraging open dialogue, empathy, and understanding can help foster a culture where people can express their opinions, be held accountable for harmful actions, but still have the opportunity for growth and redemption. Find a balance between freedom of speech and holding individuals accountable is a continuous and evolving process that requires consideration and respect for differencing opinions and commitment to upholding democratic principles. And that is what right now cancel culture is struggling with. And one of the big unintended consequences is employees business partners, associates, individuals, their families. Someone does something bad, you're harassing kids, wives. A good example of that is Tucker, Tucker Carlson when he was running his mouth about whatever he was running his mouth about. I don't follow it anymore. But, you know, they, reporters were harassing his kids and his wife. About something he did. Well, there used to be that golden rule about leaving family and kids out of it. Not anymore. You know, people are going after Barron because of things his dad said. Well, we've always had this unspoken rule about leaving kids alone. 
as this mob mentality grows, it takes away from the real issue. It shifts focus away from addressing systematic problems and more towards individuals. Holding people accountable for their actions and promoting a social justice are essential. We need to do that. But we need to strike a balance and have an open, inclusive, and empathetic society that is to avoid potential negative side effects. Encourage dialogue, foster understanding, support personal growth and education can help address these challenges. You know, another good example of it was 9-11. You know, you had bad people do bad things, but these bad people were dressed in American clothes. They were regular people. They didn't stand out. But because of what happened, every single Middle Eastern Muslim were targeted. They were harassed by law enforcement. They were harassed by people. Just because they were born in a region that a few people did something bad. Now, Mary, there goes another fine example without us digging up 9-11 that you shouldn't judge people. All them black folks are the same. Wow, I'd like to punch you in your mouth. (laughs) Why? Because that's what happened when the bomber came. They have a certain look. They have a certain talk. They have a certain walk. They came from the wrong side of the town. They were born on the other side of the track. See, it's something that we've often done, many times done, most of the lifetime that we've done is stereotype people based on the environment, based on the way they walk, based on the way they talk, based on the way they dress. Oh, you got tattoos. Now they got ideas. You walk around with a a ring in your nose and a little bullet piercing in your tongue, someone is automatically formed in an opinion of you. Dr. King says, my mentor, I've been around the world more than one time, and I may go back again. I've seen all different types of cults, all different types of evil. But what I want to know is here in America, them so-called Christian people, I like to call them religious because the difference between Christianity and religion has two different personas. When are the people that see wrong, when is good going to start show up and versus evil, which kind of rolls me into my conversation, Mary. We watch well, you know, it. Country, we I, good always shows up. Good always shows up. The problem is, is the good voice is always quieter than the wrong voice. And the good needs to be yeah. louder. Right. Just like we're talking when we launched the kindness campaign. Y'all mean y'all haven't seen anybody get bullied? You mean you didn't get bullied? I got bullied, but they wasn't calling it that then. But we've been standing idly by, Mary, knowing that it's an injustice, it's not right, but nobody's been doing anything. So that's why we launched the kindness campaign. I'll stop right there, Mary. That's it. And... 
you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we need to focus on what we can do to change it as opposed to talking about it. And that's where I want to continue on to how to eliminate it. We can take steps and promote a more constructive, empathetic culture. You know, promote dialogue and understanding. Having that open conversation. Encourage that conversation. Cultivate. When you said freedom of speech, I was just remembering a while back. Then again, everybody has a right to stand up and speak out. Stand up and speak out. Keep in mind, you don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. Just courageously, ooh, I like that word, courageously stand up and speak out. We were talking about abuse and bullying. It's never been good, and it never will be. But it's time for you and I to stand up and speak out about it. It starts with you. It starts with me making a better world. That's what we really, really want to see. Now, what happens when we mess up? And, you know, this thing we call power and unity is we all have been knocked down. But now it's time for us all to stand up and really, really make a stand. We need to stand up and speak out and see what's wrong and figure out how to make it right. Marvin Gaye says the world won't get no better (laughs) if we just let it be. We have to change the world, starting with you and starting with me. We just can't stand idly by. Oh, see, all these years of us teaching, Mary, I can't remember ever, ever, ever calling anybody stupid. But I was reading in that little book called Webster Dictionary. It says, continue to do certain things over and over and over again, and it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. (laughs) But we continue to do it anyway. There's just certain things that we must grow through, you guys. We've been looking and looking and looking and looking, but when are we going to really do something? Or are we just going to? stand back and say, they should stop that. They should do something about that. Well, what are you going to do? To be or not to be, is that really a question or is that the answer to the question? Are you to be a blessing to somebody? Mary, which brings me down to what we do over here at the Hope Foundation, partnered up with Lynn Kane, the golden Rule Society, 51-year-old non-for-profit organization that says, you don't, we don't really care whether you graduated from Harvard or Yale or just got out of jail. We want you to understand that this kindest thing that we're doing is treat other people the way that you want it to be treated with the same dignity and respect. Rodney Dangerfield, no respect, my no respect. How does one get what one is not willing to give? We want to be able to do things and show people how to just be kind. It's really, really, really simple. But see, the reason we have partners, if you could bless yourself, if I could bless myself, then we wouldn't need each other. 
that's why we're partnering up doing what we're doing now. So over here at the Hope Foundation, we have something called Hope for You. Yeah, I'm talking about you now, Hope for You. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Hope is the grandmother slash grandfather, mother nature, to something called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped, hoped, hoped for. So if you have nothing to hope, for that you have nothing to activate that little mustard seed faith that you say you have. We're giving hope over here, hope for you. And see, they'll let anybody in. Yeah, we've taken the best of the best from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and I call us super friends. Yeah, super friends. We're super friendly. We're super kind, but we work together together to help bless humankind. We're calling you guys out now, starting the day. We got the 4th of July. We're getting ready to go into the rest of this year with a bang. We're going to take the best of the best from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We want every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl to come together to help make for a better world. Y'all, we got to do it. It's really not optional. And once you figure out that you have a purpose here, ain't nobody can do what you do, like you do, when you do what you do. And we feel honored, so honored and privileged just to be able to do anything with you. Like you, Mary. So, quickly, before we're out of time today, ways that you can help eliminate cancer culture. Promote dialogue. Listen to what others are saying. And encourage it. Encourage the opinions. Cultivate empathy and compassion. Encourage people to put themselves in other shoes. Understand their experiences. Acknowledge that everyone makes mistakes and can grow. Just because you make a mistake or you said something or did something doesn't mean that's the way you are. Critical thinking and literacy. Promote critical thinking. Help individuals discern between genuine calls for accountability and instances of unjustified mob mentality. Focus on systematic issues. Find the root cause of the problem and target that, not the individual. Promote and shift towards change with ideas, not just Eliminate the person. Encourage and foster forgiveness, redemption. People can change and grow. Society changes and grows. Remember what happened 50 years ago. It's not the same thing that happens now. What was okay back then is not okay now. Lead by example. Set a positive tone. Model respectful, constructive behavior in their actions. Support positive. Encourage positive. Support, celebrate positive actions. Don't focus on the negative. Practice responsible social media use. Encourage responsible use. Share engaging content, you know, encouraging this mob behavior, commenting on it, 
just makes it support thought and creativity. Engage in restorative justice. Just because some kid made a mistake doesn't mean they're always going to be bad. Repair and promote relationships. Educate about cancer culture, what it is, why it's bad. Now remember that changes take time and efforts to counter the negative aspect. Cancer culture will require a commitment and understanding from individuals and communities. By fostering this environment, the empathy and the values, the learning and the growth, we can work towards a more inclusive and constructive society. Change will happen. Just as quickly as cancer culture have developed, if everybody moves to change the way they think about things and become more positive, and by being more positive, I mean encourage the positive things. Look for ways to solve the issue. Don't just be the problem. Talk about the problem. We can eliminate the same thing. Thank you for joining me today. Join us back here Mayor, starting got, at noon. Mayor, Go ahead. Mayor, I got one more, one more, but change. Change is inevitable. It happens and occurs and comes whether we want it to or not. Here's the crazy part. Don't ask me who are. They said the expert says that one, anyone, someone that attempts, tries to change their life for the positive, for the positive, for the positive, it always works out for the positive. But here's the tricky part. If one does not want to change, refuse to change, change comes anyway. And it comes in a, a shape, a form, a fashion that you usually don't want to see. So I'm going to fight, drop, let's just last a cliff note for you. Right now where you are, so is a man thinketh, so is he. We're equal in essence, we're just different in function. So man has no gender. But you need to make a mental zip code change starting today. You might need to relocate. You might need to redo some things. You might need to readjust, rearrange, reposition. Might even need to push the refresh button, renew button. So you'll be in position to receive your reward. Why? Because you have to do it now. Because in order for anybody, I said anybody, to be blessed, they must, not maybe, be at the right place at the right time with the right people. Procrastination is a disease. They told you never put off tomorrow what you can do today. And if you want to be blessed today, then start practicing. Keep in mind, practice doesn't mean you get perfect. Practice means you only get better and better and better, whatever it is that you do. Here's a twist. Don't miss it. We want you to practice doing unto others before before I said before they do unto you because when you give some love, some hope, some hope, some hope, and some compassion away, some kindness away, eventually it will come right back to you, even if it does not come from the person that you originally gave it to. But we're coming together, one nation under love, and what the world truly needs right now 
is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. All right. Well, I got to go. I have a little boy having a meltdown. Join us tomorrow at noon for the start of our celebration of Independence Day. Same number, same time. Good day, everybody. Have a nice day.